Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Seth Harp is producing today. Uh... I'll just be very upfront today. It gets harder in the summertime to get guests because people are doing things. But I didn't really want to do that today anyway because there's a lot of things to talk about today, and I hope you will. First of all, congrats to Gator Baseball. Uh, a lot of things had to happen and fall in place for them to be co-SEC champions, and it happened. And look, I understand there's a bigger goal. I understand that, you know, you can be an S- For example, if Florida's the SEC champ and gets bounced in a regional, people will forget that SEC championship in five seconds. I understand that. But to win a league is still an accomplishment. And I'm going to say this. If Florida were to do that. I don't think they're going to, but if they did somehow get upset in a regional, it would still be a successful year because they won an SEC championship. You get a ring for that. That that that's an accomplishment. That's a good thing. They're now number 2 in the D1 baseball poll. My question to you today is, as a Gator baseball fan, would you be upset if Florida tanks this like Mississippi State did? I was there for that. And I can remember thinking, what are they doing? I don't even know who this guy is that they're pitching. And they got smoked. But they knew they were going to be a top eight national seed. Florida is going to be a top eight national seed. I don't care if they get bounced in two games. They are going to be a top eight national seed, in my humble opinion. So if you were Kevin O'Sullivan, or if you as a Gator baseball fan, would you be upset if they tanked? Do you think they should tank? Do you think they need to rest their starters? At least they're pitching. Gators softball. To be honest, it it kind of ended where I thought it would end. Stanford's good, and Florida doesn't have the pitching. Not this year. Helps on the way next year. I'm not taking anything away from, you know, Hightower and Everybody else in the circle, they did the best they could do, but the numbers don't lie. And so, a very, dis- well, disappointing. When you set the bar where softball is, I mean, they made a regional. A lot of teams were killed for that. But for Florida, you know, it's a bit of a down year because you don't host a regional. and But it, it's interesting the mighty SEC 
only had three teams advance to a Super Regional. The Pac-12 had more. Only, uh, what, Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia are in Supers. FSU got there, too. And what a game. Did you see the game between Louisiana and LSU? Did you? Seth, I don't know if you saw it. There is this dude that was sitting. Did you see him? What a wacko dude, man. He was all over the place. A big LSU guy. And I, I, it actually distracted me from watching the, the, the actual playing of the game because this guy was like on something. He was just all over the place. So now and the they, question to you is, do you have to watch a game with him or the Vanderbilt Whistler? Yeah, well, no more for the Whistler, unfortunately. But, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know how loud he is there. You know, so maybe – and look, with your home crowd, I guess maybe it isn't as bad. But just from watching that, whew, and they lost. You know, they, what a game. You know, it, it was – LSU was down 6 nothing. They took the lead, and then they lost 9-8. to um, Anyway, Brooks Kepka. Look, live golf, PGA golf, whatever. And Brooks Kepka may be kind of a, you know – Buttweed, but he's pretty darn good. And I, I think I just saw a stat. I was telling Seth, uh, since 1968, I think five golfers have done what Kepka's done in terms of winning five majors or, you know, PGAs and all that. So pretty good stuff. And then Celtics and the Lakers, two blue bloods are getting punched in the teeth. I mean, with the Lakers, you kind of, you know, they didn't play well all year long. So for them to get to where they are wasn't a bad thing. But the C's? And now there's locker room issues there? It's amazing what playoff sports does. It renders the regular season almost meaningless and that's too bad because the regular season is such a long journey right but if, i mean look they're in conference finals how many teams would do whatever they needed to do to get to a conference final that means there's only one other team in your conference that you're that's it that's pretty good but I can imagine sports talk in Boston today. Maybe not so much for the Lakers, but it's funny. Magic Johnson, see what he said? He said, in 44 years, I never thought I would see a Celtics team quit. He used the word quit. All right. Let's take calls, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Patrick, hello. And Steve, how are you? Good. Good. I uh, great weekend for Florida baseball. Um, very, just thrilled to see that happen, um, and uh, thrilled for Sully. Thrilled for, thrilled for guys like Wyatt Langford um, and Josh Rivera, especially. Um, this will be definitely their last years. Um, to answer your question, and I wanted to talk, touch on softball too, but to answer your question, would I be mad if we tanked this SEC tournament? No. Um, 
because it's more important to win the regular season, a long regular season. It's harder to win the SEC um, regular season title. The tournament is almost meaningless. I'd rather just keep the rotation as the way it is. And um, if we need to start somebody on Wednesday and Thursday, um, that's you know maybe our fifth or sixth starter, give somebody a chance. I'm okay with that as long because what's more important is trying to get to Omaha. Um, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't be. I don't think anybody should be too upset for tanking it. I don't think Sully will tank it. I think he just needs to get somebody similar opportunities to maybe start that Wednesday or Thursday ball game. Yeah, I'm anxious um, to see what he does because the other thing you could do is if you're going to go uh, your normal, you know, way you go. Then yeah, it's Friday, like, Saturday, Sunday, right? Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. yeah, then go. Then just have him throw a simulated bullpen as a starter. In other words, you know, put Sprout out there, fifty pitches, keep him sharp, get him out. That that's another way you could do it too. I just don't. Uh, yeah, I could see that. It's just that. What if it's a tight ball game? You know, is it going to look like? I don't think we want to be able to look like we're throwing the game by. You know, having him maybe pitch three innings, and like Hurston Waldrop, you know, 50 pitches will be like three innings for him. So it, it, it's, you know, but I mean, just keep the rotation the way it needs to be. I mean, I can see him going that route, but, you know, we need to be set for the regional and then hopefully the super regional because we're going to be hosting both, um, assuming we make it to the super regional. Um, so it, it just, you know, don't, don't mess anything up. Let the kids have fun. I think that's what happened in 2017. Compared to 2016, the kids started having some fun in 2017, and they won. Who would have thought in 2017 they would have won um, compared to 2016? Um, but I wanted to touch on softball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, disappointing, um, to say the least, for this season. And, yeah, every team has their lulls. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not going to single out any names, but I'm hoping Tim Walton makes the changes that need to be changed on his staff. Um it, it was just, it's been disappointing the past few years to see um, how the pitching staff has regressed over these years and have one of the worst, if not the worst, ERA, team ERA in the conference. That's not a Florida Gator softball team. And there needs to be some serious changes. Thank goodness we have an elite recruiting class coming in next year um, with Keegan Rothrock um, and Ava Brown coming in, elite pitchers. Um, that can bring us back to prominence, but we need somebody that's going to be able to um, not have them regress but get better And because um, that's what I've noticed with our pitchers is they've just regressed um, over these past four years, and it's disappointing. So okay. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Okay. Thank you for your call, Patrick. Appreciate it. Uh, Brian says congrats to the SEC regular season co-champs. Looking forward to hosting a regional and a super. Softball, same issue showed again in the regional. Walks and clutch hitting from our opponent. Hopefully some pitching helps on the way. It is. Uh, Where would you rank both Sully and Walton? Here's an interesting question. In regards to the greatest coaches in Florida athletics history. Well, this sets up. Tell me, in Florida athletics history, give it some thought, okay, who'd be your top three? Any sport. Any sport. I don't mean today. In other words, include Urban Meyer. Include Steve Spurrier. Include Andy Lopez. Okay? Because certainly in baseball, 
certainly in baseball, wouldn't you say, Sully, wouldn't you say, Andy Lopez, wouldn't you say, Joe Arnold? I know Dave Fuller coached a long time, but didn't win with what the other guys did. So, interesting thought if you want to attack that a little bit. 12.15, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Kevin Martinez. Gator Baseball woke up this morning as the number two ranked team in the country as they will take on the winner of the Alabama versus Kentucky game that takes place on Tuesday in the SEC tournament. In the MLB, the 34 and 14 Rays will take on the 25 and 22 Blue Jays this evening. Trevor Kelly is on the mound for the Tampa Bay Rays and Chris Bassett will pitch for the Blue Jays. Coverage for that game will be right here at 6 p.m. Switching to Gator Tennis, Carly Briggs took down the number 11th ranked Kylie Collins today to advance in the NCAA championship today. And lastly, the Gator Men's Tennis Tournament will be held tonight in Orlando. That is your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kevin Martinez. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If you don't already know about the great work being done at the Roadheaver Boys Ranch in Palatka, listen to me for a minute because they are doing great things and it's helped by you. Because if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any type, the Roadheaver Boys Ranch can use it. They house at-risk young boys from difficult home environments, and it's sustained by those donated vehicles. They can make their troubled lives into futures full of promise because they take real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. So if you have a vehicle that you don't want of just about any kind, please consider donating it to the Roadheaver Boys Ranch. Remember, your donations are tax-deductible, and it helps a really good cause. For more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. Your donation can make a big difference. You might think all a solid foundation can do is hold up walls and a roof, but it can do so much more. It can build friendships, launch businesses, create memories, and okay, yeah, hold up walls too. At Radiant Credit Union, we're about strengthening all the foundations in your life, starting with your home mortgage. Our home loan experts are ready to help you every step of the way, ensuring your financial foundation stays solid. Visit RadiantCU.org foundation to get started. Federally insured by NCUA. Florida is kayaking country. Kayaks are a great vessel for exploring the state's beautiful waterways, but it's important to be prepared for the journey regardless of your experience level. Get your boater education and learn about you and your craft's abilities. It'll help you have a safer, more enjoyable time on the water. Before you go, know your limits and always wear your life jacket. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night, they have different specials. But you don't need to wait for nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com and follow them on social media to see the latest specials. Come get Social at The Social at Midtown. 
Eating good is about more than just tasty food. Eating good is about doing good, too. And that's exactly what Fresh from Florida is all about. Supporting local Florida farmers, creating jobs in our communities, and of course, making sure you can enjoy all the fresh flavors Florida has to offer. Because produce tastes better when it's grown closer to home. So eat good tonight. Look for the sunny Fresh from Florida logo where you shop. Learn more at followfreshfromflorida.com. Easy Cater presents We've Got Your Back. Up singers. Backing you up. So I ordered Mexican for my team at work. With vegetarian options for Jerry. And I'm in a meeting and I remember Jerry's vegan. Love the cheese. So I text Easy Cater and they reply, no prob, we got this. Gonna fix it for you. Sometimes I get vegetarian and vegan confused. Kind of like Austria and Australia. Geography is not just your suit. Dietary needs? Easy Cater has your back with over 100,000 restaurants. Order 24-7 on easycater.com and no. We got your back. The College World Series, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Okay, let's, wow, I guess everything's good, uh, but let's get your calls, 392-8255. Steven says, Gators up to number two now. Do you think the SEC tournament's important to Sully? We're going to find out. We're gonna, look, no coach, or I shouldn't say no coach because it happened to Mississippi State. Every coach's instinct is to win a game, right? I mean, even what Mississippi State did, don't tell me the coach didn't want to win the game. But do you have enough stones to say, you know what? We don't need this. We got bigger fish to fry. So, you know, and it worked out for Mississippi State, obviously, right? So if Florida goes to and barbecue here, well, and, and they, don't, they don't win a championship, Please don't tell me that by losing those games in the SEC tournament, it cost them because that's just not – it's just not going to make it. Daryl says he wouldn't be sad at Florida Tank and Hoover. And he did some research on the Vanderbilt Whistler. He's still alive. I, well, I saw published reports he was not, but okay, whatever. William says, I'm here to take a bow. How about Dale Thomas on Saturday? Okay, one day. Uh, my persistence on this dates back to a game earlier this year. I can't remember the game specifically, but he started and hit three balls to the warning track. With all the analytical data we have access to, if the wind were normal at Condren that day and not blowing in, he would have had three homers. The pop in that bat's always been intriguing. Hopefully he gets more ABs and Hoover. Shout out to Sully. It would have been real easy to go back to Halter for the rest of the year without trying something different. His willingness to play the best guy is what makes him an elite-level coach. We've had some coaches here in other sports over the years that don't make that move. Dan Mullen, Mike White. <laughs> uh, to your point, and Robertson last week, you were spot on. His bat's been bad lately, but he maybe he's the best defensive center that we've ever had under Sully, and that's saying something with him in the nine hole. Just going to have to live with his bat being a potential liability going forward. Let's bring uh, Ray to the show. Ray, hi. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Hey, that guy you were talking about at LSU, his sister played on the team. 
four or five years ago, and he's just kept up the act. Oh, okay, I got you. I, I was okay. Now I see what you mean. Okay. Okay, and uh, with a guy talking about pitching regressed in softball, pretty ho hardly. We got some coming in, and I think we still need another good pitcher, not like the two transfers we've had the last two years, which hadn't been very good. And I'm like him. I think the pitching coach needs to go. Well, let me ask this question. If um, Florida gets two really good arms next year, which, you know, Florida's got the number one recruiting class in the country coming in next year. What does that mean? It means by somebody's measure, this is a good group. We don't know how it does until they actually go on the field and perform. But if those two pitchers come in and do well and the pitching coach stays, who's then what? Yeah, I guess you could say finally got somebody that's performing like they're supposed to, like with this freshman pitcher this year from California. She didn't turn out to be, you know, anywhere near where she was supposed to be. Well, I mean, I'm just saying sometimes, and I'm again, I'll say this earlier as I did, I'm taking nothing away from Hightower and Delbry and the others who went out there and did the best they could do, and that's all you can ask. It's a results-driven business, right? And, you know, I'm not there every day, but, you know, a lot of people are pointing to the fact that when Jen Rocha left, the pitching went to hell. And, okay, I mean, Jen Rocha was a terrific pitching coach. And maybe there's something to that. But every once in a while, Ray, you don't have elite talent at a position. You can't get all the talent all the time, right? So is that the pitching coach's fault? Is that – I don't know. But I, I, I'm in, I hope – I, I kind of hope that there aren't any changes made and then these kids come in next year who have – you know, great numbers and great high school numbers, and then see how they develop or don't develop. You think maybe the pitching that we've gotten the last two years have been more on his evaluations? Or I know Walton has the final say, but yeah, I mean, who who's responsible for recruiting? Who's responsible for? I mean, it's the head coach, right? Now. Let, let, let's go to Florida baseball, for example, okay? When you go out and get a Waldrop, who's going to be a high draft, and you, you get Sprout to come back because the stupid Mets couldn't sign him, okay? <laughs> That's a gift, right? And so Florida's pitching coach has done a, you know, a pretty nice job, but if you look at their numbers, they're pretty pedestrian. It isn't like their ERAs are 2.18, they strike a lot of people out, but you know their ERAs are high. So is that on the pitching coach? Well, you don't. Nobody talks about that. You know why? Because they're winning. That has a lot to do with it. Okay. Okay. Thing, yeah. I think uh, Delbury might come back better. I think so too. Yes. I you know coming off the injury, 
you know, who knows, you know, where she was. So, yes, you would certainly hope that. Okay, thanks. Yes, sir, Ray. Thank you. And that's how it is, isn't it? When Winning cures a lot of things. I, 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 hang on just a second here, okay, because I'm going to bring something up here, okay? Going into the SEC tournament, Florida's team ERA is 5.33 in league games. 5.33. Now, the best is Alabama, and they give up four and a half. So but I'm, what I'm saying is there's no because the way offense is, teams score a lot of runs now. So if your ERA is five, look where Florida is. Florida's the number two team in the country, according to D1 Baseball, and their team ERA is over five. And in league games, Florida hits just 267. And they're SEC champions. So they are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth in the league in hitting in SEC games only. They are one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in the SEC in pitching in league games only. And guess what? They're getting a ring. Numbers can sometimes lie. Twelve twenty-eight. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. When Daphne and I got married, and I've had so many problems with my teeth over the years, she just guided me right in here, and and, uh, they are truly wonderful. There was absolutely no one else to go to but exceptional dentistry for him. No one else. Since I had had my teeth worked on in so many different places in the world and so many things done, I had about two-thirds of my teeth were bad. Plus, I had a couple plates, so he removed all my teeth and put in implants. So, brand new again. This is, this is more like having my teeth back again. It, life is pretty normal. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Come shop Memorial Day deals now at Lowe's. Refresh your home for the summer for less. When you buy one, get one 50% off on select interior and exterior paints and exterior stains via Lowe's gift card rebate. And get ready for fun gatherings by saving over $100 on the Style Selections Pelham Bay 5-piece dining set. Now just $345. Lowe's knows home improvement. Bow through 531 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. More terms or restrictions apply. See Lowe's.com slash rebates for details. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much
much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the Internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Widespread showers and thunderstorms are expected to develop as we go through the afternoon, and those storms will be capable of not only producing very heavy rainfall rates and frequent lightning, but also the potential for some damaging winds. Severe weather is possible. I'm not expecting it to be widespread, and by the time we head into the evening hours, it should begin to taper off. We'll see the scattered showers and storms last through about midnight. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Mallard. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Next year on LeBron's deal, is that the last year of his deal with the Lakers uniform? One year, then player option. So I'm just saying, man, can next year, if you go get Kyrie, is that is that the last year? Is that the last year? Is, is Kyrie last year? I'm just saying, Kyrie, LeBron, AD, last year with the Lakers uniform? Just throwing it out there. Key, J, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. You know, now the fun is going to start to be, okay, who's going to be in Florida's regional? And that'll probably be updated, you know, or change depending on who does what in these tournaments and whatever. But I, I would be shocked if Florida, as a two-seed, doesn't get a team from the West Coast here. An Oregon, an Arizona State, you know, somebody like that. Troy has been the team that I've seen in just about every projection to come here. And then the four, you know, Alabama State and Army, but that's probably going to change again. All right, let's get some calls. 392-8255. You can email us, Russell, at WRUF.com. Hey, D, what's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, talk about the NBA Celtics specifically. I'm a big Celtics fan here. Uh, you know, first of all, let me, um, you know, congr- not congratulate, but, you know, give props to the Heat. I congratulate them tomorrow when they exterminate us. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but now I'm going to just give, you, give, give them props for uh, they're kicking the Celtics' butt, man. Uh, you know, last year they were one shot away from, you know, beating Boston. And uh, they're taking this personally, Steve. Uh, they you saw the Celtics celebrating on their court last year, and they, you know, they they they're out to send a message. And I think, um, you know, Steve, I think this series ended Friday night when they lost the game two 
uh, when the Celtics blew another double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, and uh, Jimmy Butler got going again, and uh, these these role players from Miami just they're shooting like the the Splash Brothers, the Golden State man. I think they shot they're shooting um, you know the number one in three point percentage makes now in the playoffs. So when they were 27th in the regular season, so it's uh it's amazing. But you know on the Celtics, Steve, I just uh, you know this team they they walk around and talk with an entitlement and an arrogance like they've actually accomplished something. Uh, when they've accomplished nothing. I know they they got to the finals last year. They made like four Eastern Conference finals, but that means nothing in Boston. If you don't if you don't raise a banner, it means nothing. And, you know, they're getting out work, they're getting out hustle, they're getting out physical. Anything out that you want to put on there, they're getting out it. And the Heat have taken their hearts, their souls, and they're gonna beat them again tomorrow night. And I think that's gonna spark major change, Steve. I, I'm telling you, Steve, this NBA offseason in the East is going to be fascinating because I can. There's about five teams that are in contention right now that, you know, that that's going to have some decisions to make with players. You already seen it with coaches, and I think Boston is going to be next on that list. You know, I, I got to uh, tell you something that ESPN's doing now with Stephen A. And this is where sports has gotten to. Here's the question they're asking: Would LeBron getting swept? impact his legacy <laughs> i don't watch those stupid shows Steve. that is the <laughs> stupidest topic to discuss i've seen in a long time are you kidding me <laughs> but let's get back to the celtics one thing you said d that resonates with me today is what you said about if you don't hang a banner in boston and that I think is what's wrong with sports. Because I get I get the history. I, I get all that. But my God, you, you've made it to the Eastern Conference final. It's embarrassing the way it's turned out. Yes. Do, do Celtics fans have a right to be embarrassed that their team is getting punked by the Heat this way? Absolutely. But boy... The finals, D, and and because the way this has ended, you know, four games of how many games in a season, there may be a house cleaning. I don't know. Uh, that, that That's how sports yeah. is now, I guess. Yes, D, but after Milwaukee lost, they were the overwhelming, they were the favorite to come out of the East and get to the finals, and everyone thought, you know, they lost to Golden State last year, so the natural progression is, you know, the Celtics got, a bapt- got baptized last year. So was their year, and for them to no show like this, it's it's uh it's it's kind of astounding. And uh, but Steve, you know when, when they start hanging Eastern Conference banners in Boston and Atlantic Division titles in Boston, that's when I lower my standards and expectations. But you know until they do that, we're going to hold these players to that expectation the same way the L.A. Lakers hold their players to that expectation. That's just the way it is. Yeah, and I don't know that I agree with that, but because again. You're, think of what the fan base, D, is saying to those players and that franchise who had nothing to do with previous wins is that because of what Bill Russell did and John Havlicek and Dave Cowens and you know uh, Larry Bird and Cornbread Matt, whoever, right, this is the – and there's nothing wrong 
with a fan to me saying, hey, this is what you aspire to. This is what we do here in Boston. You know, we our goal is to win championships because look at all that we've won. We are a proud franchise. Yes, that's all well and good. But when you get to the Eastern Conference final and you lose, granted, poorly, but th- the season's a bust and you're going to, you know, wow, that that's that's tough. That's tough. Yep, it's tough, but that's the reality, Steve. Okay, <laughs> sure, man. thank you, Dave. Appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Steve, I'm glad you uh, brought up the point about Stephen A. asking if uh, this is going to affect LeBron's legacy because that's exactly what I called to talk about. I- I've noticed uh, the hyperbole has seeped its way into our media like never before. Um, it seems to be most endemic to the NBA. I see it in other sports too, but the NBA coverage has gotten so provincial and hyperbolic. Um, during the Knicks Heat series, I actually heard the the guys calling the game were like, is Jalen Brunson the best to do it right now? I mean, Jalen, is there anyone better than Jalen Brunson? And, and then this morning, uh, Max uh, Kellerman is going, you know, if Butler beats the Celtics and gets the title and beats the Nuggets, can, can we say uh, that – Jimmy Butler is the is the greatest of all time. Is he the best to do it? Is he going to take LeBron's mantle? It's like we're such prisoners of the moment, the Twitter culture and the Twitter beef and the arguments over who's the greatest of all time has actually trumped any real analysis. And that's all I want out of my media. I, if, if Billy Napier is not doing a good job, tell us in real time. Don't tell us after he gets fired, ah, yeah, there was some stuff behind the scenes. Tell us in real time. And and also, to that end, don't say someone is the greatest of all time or start this debate just because you know it's going to get clicks. It's just it's all turned into clickbait, and it, it's maddening. And I, I wanted to hear what you, what, as a media person, as a journalist, um, like w- what is your thoughts about how, how bad that's gotten with coverage? Well, I've coached, and so that hat – gives me a little different perspective. Because again, I'll go back to the Celtics. I certainly understand their history, all the banners that hang in that place, and there is expectation. When you play in Boston or in L.A., there's an expectation. You don't have that in Denver, right? You you, you don't have that uh, at, I don't know, Memphis, okay? But when you get this far, you've accomplished something. I, I mean, is it disappointing? You're getting your, your doors blown off by Miami? Yes. And, but that's the last thing fans see, and that's what some media people sees to make a talking point because with all these talk shows now, you have to have something to talk about. I think it takes away from an accomplishment because what you're basically saying is, if you don't minimum, because we're the Boston Celtics and because we're the Lakers and because we have all those banners, if you don't at least make it to the final, your season's a failure. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Steve. I think the championship-driven narratives and the GOAT narratives uh, uh, are not true to form. They're not accurate. They are prisoners at the moment. Um, I don't think it's like how the regular fans feel. Um, but But I think even beyond that, 
I, I think it takes away from actual conversations. We could be having actual conversations based on statistics, based on performance. I rarely see NBA analysts uh, anymore, especially on ESPN, call a player out when he's not doing well. It's like we heap praise on people. We say they're the greatest of all time. We refuse to criticize. And then it becomes like really unbelievable to like watch this. And they do it, it like it's soaked for 24 hours. If you watch a show in the morning, they'll be saying the same thing 24 hours later. And I, and I really think it takes away from coverage. I, I see Herb Street doing a little bit of this now too. And it, I, I listened to a podcast the other day, you know, asking the question, has Herb Street become a figurehead rather than an analyst? And, you know, I really want good coverage. That's why I go to podcasts more than anything else, because at least you can get some statistical data and actual information instead of hyperbole. Okay. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate your call. Well, they did do something here, which I think is valid. They had a graphic of one player, mind you, D'Angelo Russell. And it said with him on the court, they were this. Him off the court, they were this. And it made the point that when he was on the court, he was a detriment. And the Lakers were better with him off the court. That's statistical. That's analytical. I'm totally okay with that. If you want to tell me Jason Tatum hasn't done well or and you want to give me some statistics about that, great. That's okay. Because those are facts. Those are numbers, right? But when you start telling me, because if that's the case, the season's a failure for all but one team. All but one team. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Gator fans are basking in the baseball team's success right now. SEC champs, you know, came from behind, all that, a lot of momentum. I promise you, if Florida gets beat in a regional, that tune will change. That will go from punk to disco quickly. And that's what happens. Why? Because of expectation. Because of what's happened now. Florida's had this great regular season, 42 wins, SEC champs, top eight probably, national seed. Well, what's the expectation now, folks? What is it? And it's okay to be disappointed if you don't go to Omaha. But, man, if anybody calls here and tells me this season's a failure, I'm going to lose my cookies. 1245, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ryan Hirsch. Florida Gators men's and women's tennis teams will both compete in the NCAA individual championships today. Will Grant and Axel Nev will be competing on the men's side, while Sarah Dahlstrom will compete on the women's side and Carly Briggs advanced to the round of 32 this morning. In Florida baseball, the Gators moved up to number two in the D1 baseball rankings today. Florida became the SEC regular season champions this weekend after a series win at number 19 Kentucky and are the number one seed heading into the SEC tournament. They will face off against the winner of Alabama versus Kentucky on Wednesday. In the MLB, the American League-leading Tampa Bay Rays will take on their division rival Toronto Blue Jays tonight at home. Coverage of the game can be found here starting at 6 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ryan Hirsch. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Florida health care workers and your families, I'm talking 
to you. It's summertime almost, and that means taking vacations. That means spending time with family and friends, and you can make your family's next adventure a great one and make it a reality because my healthcare federal credit union has super low rates for new and used things like boats, campers, RVs, and power sport vehicles. If you already own one, how about refinancing it? Because with rates can be as low as 5.99% APR. And you might qualify for a gas card up to $100. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is helping Florida healthcare workers and their families here in Gainesville. That's the place I've done my banking for over 30 years. And they've done me right in all that time. They can do the same thing for you. To find out more, visit myhcfcu.org. That's myhcfcu.org. This time you had a burger. No, I mean a real burger, not something you got from a drive-thru. If it's been a while, you need to head to Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. The burgers at Copper Monkey West have been voted best in the area for years. They're legendary. That's not all. USDA choice steaks, ribeye, filet, New York strip, and Philly cheesesteaks, chicken sandwiches, salmon, and more. Their sandwiches are now made with boar's head meat. Copper Monkey West has a full bar featuring many local brews, all served to you by some of the nicest, friendliest folks around. Takeout available, Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. Mmm, it really does taste that good. Hey, baby. Bill, how's it going? I'm fine, Bob. I just wish I were ready for mosquito season. Well, that's why I bought Summit Mosquito Dunks. Summit Mosquito Dunks? Yep, they kill the mosquito larvae before they're old enough to bite. How about that? Well, I guess I'm off to the store. Help protect yourself and your family from diseases caused by mosquitoes with Summit Mosquito Dunks. Available at garden centers, hardware stores, and online at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. That's SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. Big news at Electronics World. Electronics World is now under new ownership. Hi, this is Tom Collette. EW is still locally owned and operated, still giving you big box prices with personal service. Our new ownership group is dedicated to providing you the ultimate customer experience while guiding you through all the latest smart home automation and entertainment products and services. Come visit our 5,000 square foot showroom and design center in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. Everybody has pivotal moments that they remember, like where were you when this happened? Ball went through Bill Buckner's legs, or the first time I saw Michael Jordan fly through the air. Maybe when you graduated college, or the first time your family vacationed at the beach. A lot of them are captured on old VHS tapes or photos, but they're fading, falling apart, and you're at the risk of losing them forever. Legacy Box professionally digitizes your old tapes to the cloud, safely archiving them ready to watch and share. We've used Legacy Box here on the show. Safe, easy, simple, professional. Load your Legacy Box with tapes, film, pictures, audio. Send them in. In no time at all, they convert them to digital. With Legacy Box, you can save and replay the highlight reels of your life. Visit LegacyBox.com Patrick for a limited time. Get 40% off your order. That's LegacyBox.com Patrick. On Deck with Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell, Wednesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
Here's an interesting email. Bob says, maybe the softball team would do better if they had assistant coaches that actually played the sport themselves. What's with all the male coaches? Hmm. Okay. Now, I think Tim Walton, I know Tim Walton played baseball. He's done a pretty good job as the head coach. Alabama's in the Super Regional. They're coached by a man. Texas is coached by a man. Tennessee was coached by a husband and wife until the husband retired. Okay. I think I'm not sure that matters. We'll get to John. John, hello. Good afternoon, Steve. Um, real quick, I'll make this real quick. Uh, what does Florida have to do to not get a re- super regional? You think they go two and barbecue, or what? What's I what's think the they've got a super regional. I think they're a top eight if they get beat right. twice. Well, this this is my question to you. Then, how does Sully handle his pitching? Meaning, does he start Spro Wednesday night and he gets in a pitch count and and and, and go forward and just empty the whole bucket of pitchers through the whole I mean if they go to and barbecue and I, I'm not too upset if that's if that's really the case and I would love to see them not expend their pitching to the point but I'm still think that you still think he starts sprout. Here's here's the the choices I think he has. I've mentioned this before. When Mississippi State won the national championship, they were in the SEC tournament, they were in a very similar position to Florida. They knew they were a top-eight national seed. They didn't pitch anybody that had been pitching, you know, starters. They rested them. Right. They won the national championship. Now, does that mean that's the right call? Not necessarily. It worked for them. I think Sully has two choices here. One, he could do the Mississippi State thing and not pitch him, just rest him. Or do the thing where you pitch on your normal day's rest and you throw a bullpen. You know, in other words, your bullpen session is your start. You throw 50 pitches, get right. out of there. So I think yep. those are the two things. Now, he may go the third route, which is I'm going to do my normal thing. I'm going to let them go out there and throw as many pitches as they throw. Okay, that's possible too. So, I mean, it's like let's say they – I mean, last year Florida did a deep run. I think that got them a regional. That They needed that, but like, like, like we just, just mentioned – you know, you know, there's a lot of options for him, and I kind of hope maybe he, he. My opinion, I think it's, I'm not anything ex expert. Like to see him get a little bit of, get a bit of, you know, get that arm oiled up, and you know, get like you say, 50 pitches, and then use the bullpen. If we win or lose, that's great. But I, I don't want to go deep into the, into the tournament, and then you're having to. But that's why you have a bullpen. Yeah, I mean, he's. It, it'll be kind of interesting to see. Uh, what he does here in terms because he's you know hit I, I think he will not tank this right but I've not I talked to him there. I've not talked to him today um, I hope to tomorrow uh, and maybe get a better idea of what he's thinking I, I he's if you notice he's the kind of guy who kind of has his pitching staff in in order in other words Here's my starters, right? And then if I have a you know long relief, I go to this guy. If my seventh inning guy is Abner or Slater, and my close, he kind of does that. That that that's the way he pieces things together. 
So does he give other people? You know, we saw Finvold pitch last year um, because they made that deep run. A guy we'd never seen pitch all year long practically. So he has done stuff like that. So it's going to be one of the interesting things to see how he handles this. I got you, man. Hey, great show, man. Talk to you later. Appreciate you, John. Thank you. Peyton says the highlight of the weekend for him is Liberty softball beating UCLA. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, they were showing uh, the final of that on ESPN, and it was UCLA's field, and UCLA was nowhere to be found. And only three SEC teams make it to a Super Regional. All right, got about uh, four or five minutes left in the hour. Three nine two eight two five five. Email srussell at wruf.com. What would you do? If you were Sully, what would you do with your pitching? And would you be upset if they didn't start their starters and they got knocked out in two games? Nobody wants to lose. Look, when Mississippi State did it, I think they felt our hitters will go out there. But it didn't hurt them at all, obviously. They won a national championship. Nobody from Mississippi State cares that they went to the SEC tournament and got knocked out. No one cares because they're wearing big rings today from that. And you shouldn't care either. In the short term, nobody. if you get beat 10-2, to two, nobody likes that. But we'll see. Drew says, anytime you put a new four-digit number on the wall or rafters, the season's categorically a success. It's not possible for it to be a failure, no matter what happens in the postseason. A disappointing postseason, perhaps, sure, but by definition, a successful season. When you look at the 16 years we won the SEC championship, do you look at it and say, well, there's 15 failed seasons? No. I, I just said it. I don't think if you if you had Wyatt Langford sitting next to me right now or Kevin O'Sullivan, they would say to you, we expect to win. We expect to go to Omaha and win. We're good enough. We think our team is good enough. We expect to win. Well, guess what? There's a bunch of other teams that are saying the same thing, saying the same thing. Only one of them can win. So there's going to be, if you want to use the word, everybody else is going to be disappointed because they didn't win. So, I don't know. If you, if they, if they don't get past a regional, that will be, to some, a non-successful season. But they did win an SEC championship. Is and if and if somebody's going to tell me now, and if you want, it's it, it's semantics. I'd buy if somebody said to me, "Disappointing." Yes, disappointing. But when somebody says the season's a failure, no. Question for you, and this is just one of these concepts. Understanding what Mississippi State did last year, Steve. If you are going to say, "Okay, we don't really care about this," let's be. Don't you have to bench Langford and Caglione then as hitters? Because if you're because ba- it. it if you decide we're going to throw our four and fives and those guys go out and score 10, 11 runs, then you're going to eventually have to pitch one of your aces, aren't you? Because is the week, you have to basically bench your big boys, don't you? Yeah. On the offensive side. I see the point. I, I don't know that you do. 
because remember, there's guys, and I'm going to use Finbold, who would have thought he would have gone as long as he did against Tennessee and be effective? Nobody thought that, right? And we're, we're doing the game. It's like second inning, third inning, fourth. So I don't think you do that. Now, can you spot rest some people if you think it's needed? Sure, you can. But I think you want to keep a lineup intact, Seth, and because you, you want if, if Langford's going to get a day off, give him a, a day off. But I don't know what you if if they're fortunate enough and they win, do you rest them for you know two or three? Oh, I don't know that I do that. But I see the point. Maybe give one guy a day off, right? Hey, if Rivera's played all the way and he's kind of you know nursing a little bit of an injury, sit him. You want him one hundred percent healthy for a regional and that sort of thing. So, yeah, interesting point. All right, that's hour number one. Again, if you're just tuning in, would you be upset if Florida tanks the SEC tournament to get ready for a regional? And we'll take your questions, calls, and comments. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. Oh yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. <laughs> it's awesome. Okita America is the best. It's summer camp season, and nobody in Gainesville does summer camp like Okita America. That's one of the reasons we came here, to make new friends. Weekly field trips, academic coaching, sports programs, and more. Okita America has classes for all ages. Whether you want full days, half days, or individual days, they're all available for the summer for all ages 3 and up. Drop by either Okita America location on Archer Road or Newberry Road, or find out more at OkitaAmerica.com. Gain presents a tale of longing and long-lasting scent. Dear love of my life, we were on the 12B bus when I caught a whiff. A scent so fresh, so life-changing, I had to find its source. I didn't know if you were the woman in the pink freshly washed cardigan or the retired mailman next to me, but I knew one of you was my soulmate. 
Ah, the scent of Gain Flings. Add Gain Scent Beads for an even longer-lasting scent. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell. Thanks for tuning in, taking time out of your busy day to join us and talk sports. Seth Harp, our producer today. Uh, I'm feeling better today. The Mets swept the Guardians over the weekend. Sam, who's a Guardians fan, says congratulations to your Mets. Uh, The cartel led in all three games, found a way to lose all three by a run. Only a few games behind the Twins. If they end up losing the next two series, it's pretty much over. Yeah, see? It isn't like the Mets dominated the, the Guardians, but did enough. Don't forget tonight, Rays and Jays. Tomorrow night, too. Both games at 6 o'clock. And then the SEC Baseball Tournament, a 525 start Wednesday. Let's get Tony to the show. Hi, Tony. Hey, Steve. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Doing well. Um, Yeah, no matter what, the baseball season is a success because, like you said, the guys are going home with a ring. And anytime you could go home with some type of hardware, that's not a failure at all. I um, agree with you. That's an easy one. Listen, Steve, I don't think you complicated much. Um, for the Wednesday game, that's where you're going to go to probably your midweek guy. I think either Nesbitt or Tejeda will get to start on Wednesday. You know, Sully's put themselves in an advantageous position here where they don't have to force anything. Right. You don't got to have one of the guys pitch on short days rest. So you just – no need to have Waldrop come in on one day's less rest to pitch on Wednesday. Right. You just start Tejeda. And a couple people have said to start Slater. But you know what? At this stage of the season, Steve, everybody is in their roles. Right now, Slater is mastering the coming out of the bullpen for long relief role. He's just nails right now. No sense in changing that. Why have him start on Wednesday? No way. Go with Tejeda. Go with Nesbitt. Have him start. It's a good way to get Tejeda progressing in his development also. If this is a guy who you think could possibly be in your rotation next year, we'll give him that start Wednesday in Hoover. Let's see how he progresses. He gets in any trouble, then bring in your Slater out of the bullpen, which is what he's going to be doing in the regionals anyways, and have him master that. Um, and then you, you just go with the short relief. I mean, excuse me, with the short uh, pitch counts for the starters. Yeah. Waldrop, yep. Jack. You just go with uh, three innings or 60 pitches, with whichever comes first. Get them out of there. The only way you're tanking is if you don't start any of those pitchers and you sit down Jack and you sit down um, Wyatt, you know, then you're tanking it. But that's a bad idea, too. Because you don't want Jack and Wyatt. I mean, baseball is such a timing sport. You don't want those guys to go two weeks without seeing some live pitching, you know. So this is not like basketball, football, where, like, you could take a couple days off and it's no big deal. Baseball is a lot of timing, especially hitting. So you you want those guys to have their at-bats, man. So I think it's pretty easy, man. I, 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 I see what Seth's point was, and, uh-huh. and, and I don't disagree with you because I, I think you keep your – everyday lineup out there but if there's somebody nursing an injury give them an extra day off i'm okay with that i'm definitely okay with that but no you don't want to sit somebody for you know four or five games or something like that no 
Um, yeah. and, and, hey. and even when Mississippi State did that, if my memory serves me, they still had – they kind of rolled out their regular lineup most of the time. Correct, correct. Hey, Steve, just to change it up, it's pretty crazy what South Florida is doing in these basketball and hockey playoffs. Both teams were eight seeds, and both teams are about to sweep their way into the finals. I've really never seen that before, to be honest with you. Let me ask you something. I know you have Barrows on pretty often. I, I'm pretty sure you had him before the playoffs. Did he give any indication that the Panthers were capable of this type of run? No. No. Not this kind of run. I, I think people thought the Panthers would be decent, but not this kind of run. No. And it just goes to show you, right? Sometimes, look, over the course, let, let's take baseball. You play 162 games, right? Look what happened to the Mets last year. They won 100 games. What happened to them? <laughs> they got beat. So it's almost right. like winning those 100 games didn't mean anything. And that's why I'm not saying playoffs are bad. I, I'm not saying that. But it's a shame sometimes that it skews what you do great over a long period of time. Because if you go into a slump in the regular year, if you lose, you know, six out of seven or eight out of ten, you can recover from that because you play a whole bunch of games, right? In the playoffs, you can't. You can't recover from that. But it's the same for everybody, and that's what makes the playoffs what they are. Correct. And it's not hurting either that guy Bobrovsky is just standing on his head also. And you've always said that. You get a hot goalie. You're darn right. Take you to the Stanley Cup, man. Yep. But uh, we'll see. All right, Steve-O. Appreciate you, Tony. Thank you for your call. Hello, Dan. Welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. I have a a question for you. Okay. When you say should should Florida tank the SEC to get, get ready for the regional, my question is this. How how uh, how positive how positive do they think they can win the SEC? They already did. They already won the SEC. They won the regular season championship. That's what they won. Okay, so what? What I'm missing something because you saying you ask if they should tank something in order to get ready for a regional, right? A tournament. They're playing in a tournament. Well, but the tournament is for the regional, right? No. No, I mean the 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 winner the winner gets an automatic bid, right? But Florida's the number two team in the country, according to D one baseball. So they're going to be a top eight national. If, if they lose the next two games, in my humble opinion, they will still be a top eight national seed. Okay, well, yeah, I would if I were them, then I wouldn't even worry about it. I would just hey, if you if you guarantee to be a top eight. I would just I would say I would rest of the starters, and unless you know, depending on how long it takes, because they have to keep you know have to keep in shape for a pitching. But other than that, I'd rest them. I'm thinking more about pitching than than hitting. Yeah, I'd I mean, I think that's yeah. Again, I I keep referring. I saw Mississippi State do that where they didn't use any of their top pitching when it came to the SEC tournament, and they ended up winning the whole thing. You know, would would Florida entertain doing that? Perhaps. But I, I don't know that you, you know, if, if, if a guy's got a nagging injury, uh, you know, maybe you sit him, you know, for a game just to get him, you know, healthy. But, you know, hitters want to go play. And I think you keep your lineup. But it doesn't mean you can't rest a guy one game, right? One day, right. You, you, you might just rest, for example, Cade Curland. 
He's he's a freshman, played a lot of games. Maybe you rest him one game. I don't know. He wouldn't want to rest. And part of it is, how well are you doing? If you're on a hot streak, the last thing you want to do is sit. So yeah, that's right what that's that. what coaches and managers get paid big money for. Yep. That's a good 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 uh predicament to be in. But yeah. Earn your pay. That's right. All right. Thank you. Right. Appreciate your call. Right. Tony says, uh, from someone in the cancel the season after South Carolina to the twenty twenty three SEC champs. What a ride. I'm starting Sprout, Waldrop, and Jack in the normal order if I'm Sully. Waldrop still needs game experience with the new windup. Try and win the whole thing, but with the same pitch counts used in conference play. Guys want to compete, not tank. Yeah. Well, I, I think if you asked the player that, yeah, they want to go out and play. I agree with Tony. Yes. Uh, Mark says, let's be honest. No one, no matter how much of a true gator they say they are, loves each sport equally. As a result, one's opinion of their top three coaches might be skewed. Therefore, my top three is a bit biased due to my love for football and men's basketball. Spurrier, Donovan, Meyer. Okay? Yeah. And could we make the argument and I think rightfully so. Mike Holloway is the best coach on this campus right now in track. Look what he's won. He's got rings for every finger. Every finger. Right? And yet, because it's a sport that isn't, you know, high profile, so to speak. And here's the other thing. You only get to see them here twice a year, most times. Right? The Florida Relays and the Tom Jones. Now, next year, I think it is, they host SECs. So that's that's good, but yeah, that's it, it. It is totally subjective, but that's what those things are kind of for. Later on in the week, I'm not sure which day, because we're getting there as we rapidly approach Memorial Day. And by the way, no show that day. I did the baseball nicknames the other day. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll do football nicknames. And and by the way, when I get back. I'm going to talk about Jim Brown, who passed uh, a few days ago at age 87. He is the best football player I've ever seen. And because of race back when he was in college, he lettered in four sports. He's still considered to be one of the best lacrosse players ever, ever when he played at Syracuse. And he had some off-field incidents, and that's part of a legacy, too. You cannot discard that because he had some issues, and when it came to women especially. But we'll talk about him in a minute. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jittlery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ryan Hirsch. The Gators baseball team is now the second ranked team in the new Division I baseball rankings today. 
Florida earned the number one seed in the SEC tournament following a series win at number 19 Kentucky that crowned them as the regular season champions. They will face the winner of Alabama versus Kentucky on Wednesday. The Florida Gators men's and women's tennis teams are competing in NCAA individual championships today. On the women's side, Carly Briggs has advanced to the round of 32 and Sarah Dahlstrom lost to top-ranked Fiona Crawley. Will Grant and Axel Nev will compete on the men's side later. In the MLB, the AL East leading Tampa Bay Rays will face division foe the Toronto Blue Jays tonight at home. Coverage of the game can be found here starting at 6 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ryan Hirsch. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Purchasing a vehicle is not an easy thing sometimes. Sometimes you don't know what vehicle you want. Sometimes it's price point. Sometimes it's when do I buy it. Sometimes it's just, you know what? I got to know the right place to go. Well, the right place for me for years has been Southeast Car Agency. Now, if you're looking for a new vehicle, they don't have any. This is not the place for you to go. But over 40-plus years, the Cousins family's run that business and has done the same thing since day one. The best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. Check out the selection online, secars.com, or... Go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. You will see the wide selection, the wide variety of vehicles that's there, and they want to give you that choice because they want to give you the best selection. You can make the choice at the price point you want, the make, the model, whatever it might be, and that's what they do for you. I've driven one of these vehicles for years. Every one of them has been terrific for me. And when you go see them in person, their sales staff is there to help you out, but they don't ever hard sell you. Go see them in person again. You know what to do. Been telling you for a long time. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I first heard of Exceptional Dentistry through family. Our dentist had retired and we were looking for a new dentist and I valued everybody's input from the family. And so they said that it was professional, well done, friendly staff. Uh, they were just so impressed. I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry that you can trust them implicitly to do the best job ever. It's not your worry. Let put the worry in their hands and then you'll have a great outcome. Let them do their thing. It's a great spot. We recommend them to everybody. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. So you just used bug spray in your home. Now what? Well, between the waiting and waiting for things to dry up, and keeping your family away from the mess, it hits you. You could have used Zevo. Unlike other bug sprays that stick around, Zevo goes from kill to clean in seconds. Plus, it's safe for use around people and pets when used as directed. Zevo, people friendly, bug deadly. It's a beautiful day for a ball game. It's our baseball that he plays. You guys talking about Kelly Lee? 
That dude is a bad mother. I bought a nickel from him last week. He said if I didn't give him a dime by Friday, he'd break my arm. It's un bandido. Every Wednesday morning at 11, we invite you to join the radio team of former Gators pitcher Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell as the International Diamond Center is proud to bring you On Deck. Our baseball radio play-by-play -play battery will analyze and evaluate the latest with the Gators, SEC, and everything taking place in college baseball. Rotations and Mr. Rawlings are always front and center. Last season, I led this club in ninth inning doubles in the month of August. On Deck, presented by the International Diamond Center, with Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell, Wednesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays, and you're listening to Gainesville's only home for Rays baseball, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 a.m. WRUF. Welcome back. Throw a little couple of things at you here. Billy Napier. He is now on his speaking tour. He's talking to Gator Clubs. He's talking to, I think, the Fighting Gator Touchdown Club today. Um. Year two, if you believe the prognosticators, if you believe what you're seeing, is not projected to be a particularly good year. And I guess that leads me to a question. I know the answer, but I'll throw it out there anyway. Billy Napier if he were sitting right here in this chair, which he has once before. If you ever meet him or talk to him at any length, even when he says hello, he's measured. He's thinking. He's got a plan. And he's not a guy, He whatever he does, he does with a purpose. If in year two, Florida has a losing record, or in year two, Florida ends up with seven wins, six wins, okay? I understand there's a lot of pressure in year three to do something. And Texas and Oklahoma are coming in the league, too. But... Is there anybody who's got the schmaltz to call me here and tell me they don't think right now, today, Billy Napier is the right guy for the job? If you think that, I want you to call or email me and tell me why. Because I don't care if it's one year. Let me flip that around. If Billy Napier... All of a sudden, last year, won big. Does that mean it's going to be sustained? Does that mean it? No. So I want to know, because if you read message boards and all of that, right, I get it. But I want somebody 
who thinks that to call me and tell me why he's not the right guy, in your view. Richard says, often considered the forgotten fourth major this year's PGA will forever stand out for several things. Uh, Tom Kim fell in a creek, got covered with mud and laughed it off. Uh, public course pro Michael Block's hole-in-one with the ball landing the cup on the fly. And Kepka wins a fifth major joining elite company. Yes. And I did not know this until watching it yesterday on CBS. This year, three of the four majors are all being competed in the state of New York. I didn't know that. Um, so, pretty interesting. 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Wednesday, Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus. We'll talk a little NFL. Thursday, Max Chadwick. We'll talk a little college football uh, because we're getting into that lull, right? Memorial Day until uh, summer practice starts is long. It's vacation time. It's, you know, things that the NBA finals will be over. It'll be MLB or bust. All right, let's get some calls here. We'll start with James. James, hello. Hi, Steve. Well, I don't know if I would exactly say it the way that you said it, that, you know, if I don't think he's the right fit. But here are some of my concerns. And you alluded to it when you talked about everything being calculated with Billy Napier. My concern is sometimes coaches are so analytical that they forget how to coach and feel and move with momentum and, and what's going on in the game. And that's a concern I have with Billy Napier and some of the new style coaches that are very analytical. Okay. Um, I understand that. Um, he's not, you know, dynamic as a speaker. Uh, he is measured. But I guess my questions, concern, I get the use of that word, James, I get it. But I just wonder if fans want something else. Because here's what I don't understand. Okay. If, if people were upset with Mullen because he didn't recruit, he was, I mean, he offensively pretty good, all that. Well, you got a guy who recruits his butt off. So, yeah. right? Now, have we seen the fruits of that yet? No. But the recruiting class is, on paper, better. I think you're starting to see, especially at the receiver position, you know, guys like Gene and uh, others with more speed. The quarterback position is still there. But I guess what I'm saying is it's style that I think sometimes fans get upset with to your point absolutely it is style and i think that style is it's tough for gator fans to swallow the style of being measured being calculated not necessarily being the most outgoing person and someone like that is not going to get the benefit of the doubt when things if things go bad and that's where i think 
he's coming in at a, as a, at a disadvantage compared to um, Elaine Kiffin or something like that, where you know that they have a style. They can kind of, you know, win you over with charisma, like it or not, a la Steve Spurrier, right? So when the only thing to measure is really the results on the field, and if you don't understand that, how someone is calculated and works with a method of everything, then you're not going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And that's my that's my concern with Gator okay. fans and this coach. Gotcha. Appreciate your call, James. Thank you. John is next. Hi, John. How you doing today? Good. I think Springer is the man for the job. I think he's done a good job so far. I'm going to echo a lot what you just said to the other caller with recruiting. Um, our recruiting class coming in next year is off the charts, really. I mean, we haven't seen a recruiting class that good. They got, they're not on campus yet, but on paper, right? It's That's better. Been a long time. Yeah, it's better. I, I think, see, again, you have to take it, something like that with a grain of salt. If you have, let's say, the 10th best recruiting class in the country, everybody would say, that's pretty good, right? But what if it's yeah. only the fifth best in your league? No, that's, that's where it's very competitive in the SEC. Yeah, and I think that's you know, where at some point, if you're going to be elite, whoever it is, not just Florida, you're going to have to go beat, you know, the big boys. And I think what's really chafed a lot of Gator fans in the short term is Kelly. Because if you really start scratching, okay, some Gator fans have long been miffed because historically they don't go after big-name people. They go after up-and-comers. Some of those up-and-comers have done really, really well. Others have not. But historically, Florida's not gone after the big fish. LSU had immediate success with Kelly, and we all saw what happened with Florida. So that that chafed some people. Well, I, I think he is the man for the job. He had a real hard spot to get into there. Uh, he is pretty much cleaned house as far as people that want to be there and want to play. And... Uh, I think you'll see a, a big improvement this year. Our biggest question mark this year is obviously quarterback with Mertz and Miller. If one of those guys can step up and just be a game manager, I think we have enough weapons around them. Our running backs, those wide receivers you mentioned, are super, super fast. They're 4-3. One's a 4-3, and the other guy's even faster than him. So I think we're going to see some good things out of the Gators as long as our offensive line can hold together and our quarterbacks can manage the game. Okay. Thank you, John, for your call. Tony wanted to know what golf stat I had. Um, Well, here it is. Since Gary Player won in 1968, okay, this is 1968, he won his fifth major. I believe that was the U.S. Open then, okay. Since 1968, only seven times has a player won a fifth championship, and Kepka is in that grouping. That says a lot. Paul, get right to you. 129, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. 
This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Live life to the fullest. You hear that all the time, but it's easier said than done when you're in pain, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is in the business of giving people back their quality of life and providing much-needed relief for chronic joint pain. And not just providing that relief, but doing it in the most non-invasive way possible using regenerative treatments from your body's own natural biologics. Where's your joint pain? In your knees, hips, shoulders, or back? Well, QC Kinetics concentrates these impactful treatments right at the source of your pain, directly applying healing properties where you need them the most. And best of all, you walk in the office and walk right out after treatment. No surgery, no downtime and patients are raving about the results. So what does living life to the fullest look like for you? Finally being able to play golf, hike, walk your dog, enjoy time with your family, whatever it is, don't wait one more day. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Florida has over 2,000 miles of shoreline, over 4,000 square miles of lakes, and over 11,000 miles of rivers, streams, and waterways. Which means no matter how big your boat, how bright your life jacket, how loud you shout, finding you in the case of an emergency is going to be really difficult. Unless you have an emergency locator beacon. Odds are you'll never need it. But the odds for you are tremendously better if you ever do. Learn more about emergency locator beacons at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Turn your home into restricted airspace. Tell incoming flights you want them diverted. The new Raid Essentials Light Trap plugs into the wall and uses light to attract, then trap flying insects like fruit flies and mosquitoes. Its 24-7 continuous attraction provides insecticide-free protection that's people and pet friendly. Consider air service interrupted. New Raid Essentials Light Trap. Insecticide-free protection. By texting 64,000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Ucora. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. TNC and privacy policy found at Ucora.com slash TNC. I've always gotten UTIs. Cranberry products never worked for me, and I felt like I was out of options. I'm Jenna. My experience inspired me to start Ucora. Just mix a packet of Ucora with water and drink it to flush your urinary tract. Get your life back with Ucora. Get 30% off Ucora when you text HEALTH to 64,000. To get 30% off, text H-E-A-L-T-H to 64000. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Widespread showers and thunderstorms are expected to develop as we go through the afternoon, and those storms will be capable of not only producing very heavy rainfall rates and frequent lightning, but also the potential for some damaging winds. Severe weather is possible. I'm not expecting it to be widespread, and by the time we head into the evening hours, it should begin to taper off. We'll see scattered showers and storms last through about midnight. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. And at some point, does the NFL go to London? I'll talk about that coming up in a little bit because I think it's time to take the band aid off and then you're going to get reaction. The NFL has basically said, we've tried everything to turn off our viewers. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. No radio access? Don't worry. We have you covered. Listen to Gators play-by-play anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We are ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Very quickly, Bill emails, and he's right on this because maybe I missed because he says, uh, this is what I heard. I thought I heard uh, CBS say yesterday uh, that three of the four golf majors in the state of New York, Masters in Georgia, of course, PGA in New York, U.S. Open in L.A., and the Opens in Europe, maybe they meant the, because uh, I think three of the last five PGAs have been in New York. Maybe that's what they meant. Uh, but I know they said something to that effect. I looked it up. Uh, in 2020, it was in Mamaroneck, and then uh, in 2018, it was in Shinnecock Hills. So, yeah, I think maybe three of the last whatever. So thank you for that, Bill. Uh, Paul, hello. Uh, yeah, just some color to that as well. That may have had something to do with Kepka. I think three of Kepka's five okay. wins okay. are in the state of New York because he mentioned about being, you know, New York's kind of a second yeah. home and he actually liked the yep. fans. Yep. <clears throat> but um, I don't want to confuse me not being sold on Napier to me rooting against him or, or feeling like he's not right for the job. I do echo your comments earlier about wanting a, a splash type of hire that Napier had a, a, a nice resume, but, but certainly wasn't a, uh, you know, a household name. And another thing I want to add on to that, that you mentioned recently, I can't remember when it was, but you talked about how the system, the culture is broken at Florida. And I really believe that. And I think it, it goes beyond, you know, Billy having a good recruiting class or finding a good quarterback in the NIL or a good running back through, through NIL, not NIL, but through the, the portal. And I just think it's so broken. And I think the fans are, are so, you know, it's likely going to start one and two. You know, I don't know that you'll find many people that are going to bet against, you know, being one and two after three games. And you know what the calls are going to be like after that. And I think the pressure is going to get ratcheted up. I don't think we we have a quarterback or a roster that's going to go seven and five at best, and I think it's the the fans and the way things are around this town. I think are 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 going to be what makes it the potential to to, to get nasty again. I think losing to Vanderbilt, being mediocre, getting blown out in a bowl game. I I haven't you know play calling wasn't there. There's nothing that I've seen so far where I say he's got it. Sure, he comes across like he gets it. He's very calculated, always says the right thing. But has he really done anything where you say, hmm, we, we, we got a dude here? And 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 maybe he has. Maybe I don't pay enough to attention to, to know it or I've seen it. But I just, if and I think the, the, the debacles before are playing in once again that to get out of this mediocre phase that we're in is going to take something extraordinary, and I'm not sure he's that guy. We will find out, and I can understand, Paul, why people would think that because, you know, here's the other thing. Would you consider LSU's coach to be a dynamic guy? Not necessarily, no. Yeah. All he does is win. Right. And, and that's the bottom line. I, I, I don't – I mean, when, when he was hired at LSU, I'm not sure the fan base totally wrapped their arms around that hire. He was kind of an outsider, but Kelly took that job 
because he felt he had a now think of this. He felt he had a better chance to win big than at Notre Dame. Think of that. You're going to the toughest league in the country, and his mindset was, I, c- I have a better chance to win a national title here than I do at Notre Dame. But I will say, culturally at Notre Dame, there's a, you know, that's something to behold and, and something that you have to experience that type of culture in order to, to maybe take that somewhere else. And, you know, Billy just hasn't, you know, not that he hasn't done a good job at other places, but has he really, you know, there, there's a lot going on at Notre Dame, just like there's a lot going on at LSU, the lot going on at Florida is different than what's going on at Louisiana. And I wonder, not saying he can't be successful or won't be successful, I just don't know. I don't see next year being much better. Okay. And I, I think the, the you know how it's going to get. If that if that happens, it's, it's only going to ratchet things up. Appreciate your call, Paul. Thank you. Let me let me give you, Seth. I want to, I want you to take this with me. I'm going to run through the schedule, and I look. I, I think if you said to me, by my nature, am I an optimist or a pessimist? I'm a middleist. Utah will not be an easy game to win on the road, especially after what happened here last year. But they've got questions too. Rising is back, but he's not healthy yet. They lost their best receiver in Kincaid, and their defense took a hit. So do you pencil that in? I mean, is Utah, I I would venture to say to you, when the odds of that game come out, it'll be a touchdown. Okay? McNeese, okay. Tennessee. If Florida happens to go 2-0, before Tennessee, a lot of momentum here, okay? And remember, people are judging Tennessee by last year. Some of those players from last year, including the quarterback, are gone. Charlotte, then Kentucky on the road. Kentucky Kentucky probably, along with Carolina and Vanderbilt, have been the thorns in Gator fans' sides. Why? Because those were games you penciled in win every single year. That ain't the case now. But can Florida win in Kentucky? Yes, they can. Kentucky's offensive line last year was terrible. Now, they got their offensive coordinator back. They got a good transfer quarterback in there. But, I mean, again... When the, when the time comes for that game to go up on a Vegas board, it's less than a touchdown, or a touchdown or less, in my opinion. Vanderbilt. You know damn well Florida wants to pay back Vanderbilt in the worst way, and that's homecoming. At South Carolina, is Spencer Rattler, the quarterback we saw at the end of the year, look like a Heisman dude, or the quarterback most of the year who wasn't very good? Again, are you going to tell me that game is going to be a touchdown or less? I think so. Georgia? Eh. Arkansas, big swing game. Their quarterback's back for like his 25th year. But how good will they be by that time after being beaten up in the West? Got to go to Baton Rouge? Okay, not easy. Got to go to Missouri? 
Not easy. And that game partly is where is Florida mentally now when you go there. And then you got FSU, and that's here. So I get it. But look how many swing games there are on that schedule. And I'm not suggesting that Florida's going to win every one of those swing games. But let's just say <clears throat> that, okay, worst-case scenario, lose at Utah, Tennessee's better than you, they beat you at home, uh, okay, you're, you're not going to beat Kentucky on the road, you beat Vandy here, uh, Arkansas here, you hope you can win, and then, uh, uh, I don't know. Okay, but that's what's going to be intriguing about next year. Florida, Florida could win eight games next year. And I see a path where that's fairly easily done. But I also see a path where things don't quite go up to you know, injury here or whatever. It might be the opposite of that. And I think that's what grates on Gator fans, that you can't look at South Carolina anymore, you can't look at Kentucky anymore and think, ah, how long ago was it when Florida played Kentucky, everybody was snoring? Because Florida had won 30-something games. It was just like, okay, you win. That is where Florida football is right now, and that's going to be Napier's job. And the other thing is, while I'm on the subject, and I'm pontificating here, Lane Kiffin. I understand he's at a school that has not done anything in the SEC since Archie Manning. All right? Let's be honest about it. What's Ole Miss done? So the fact that Lane Kiffin has Ole Miss relevant, he's done a heck of a job there. A heck of a job. But that's part of the problem. That, again, that's one of those schools when you played them, win. No more. You know the coach this year who might be on the hot seat? Not not Napier. The dude at Arkansas. Remember how poor they were? He kind of resurrected them. They came back to earth last year in a big way. So now what happens? And Florida gets Arkansas here in November, but they got a veteran quarterback back. So this schedule, to me, is intriguing just because there are so many games that can swing one way or the other. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Kevin Martinez. In the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Toronto Blue Jays in an ALE showdown. The Rays hold first place in the division with a 34-14 record coming into the game. Coverage for that game will be right here at 6 p.m. In Gators women's tennis, Carly Briggs won her match this morning and will advance to the next round of the NCAA championship. As Sarah Dahlstrom from Florida fell to number one ranked Fiona Crawley. And lastly, the Men's NCAA Tennis Championship will be held tonight in Orlando as Axel Nev will be representing the Gators in the tournament. That is your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kevin Martinez. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
When you buy a diamond at International Diamond Center, you can bring it back a year from now, trade it up to a bigger one, and get 110% of your original purchase price toward the new diamond. You pay me $10,000 for my diamond. When you come back and you want to trade it up, you're going to get that $10,000. Plus, we're going to give you a bonus of $1,000. IDC owner Keith LeClaire talking about IDC's industry-leading diamond trade-up policy. So you're getting 110% on what you paid for that diamond. Who else does this? I'm going to pay you more for that diamond than you paid me in the beginning. The 110% upgrade is just another thing that separates IDC from the rest. We stand behind what we sell. We know what we're selling, we believe in what we're selling, and we know the inherent value of that diamond. At IDC, your trust means everything. We want you to feel that you can buy with confidence. International Diamond Center. Highest quality, insane selection, guaranteed best value, full transparency, and the strongest consumer protection warranties in the industry. Our job is to keep you as a customer. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Medicaid covered many Floridians during the public health emergency, but now for many, that coverage may end. If you are in jeopardy of losing your health coverage, don't worry. You may qualify for affordable health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org to learn more. That's CoveringFlorida.org. Big news at Electronics World. Electronics World is now under new ownership. Hi, this is Tom Collette. EW is still locally owned and operated, still giving you big box prices with personal service. Our new ownership group is dedicated to providing you the ultimate customer experience while guiding you through all the latest smart home automation and entertainment products and services. Come visit our 5,000 square foot showroom and design center in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Andrew. What are Billy Napier's strengths? Is he high IQ? I'm starting to doubt his abilities. Hope I'm wrong. Uh, the guy seems to be high IQ and seems like he fits as far as basketball. He's worried the wheels might come off with our brutal schedule. Think his recruiting might be a strength, and that's a strength you need like four years for fruit to show. I don't know if our fans are willing to wait through a few, few brutal seasons. Mike's concerns about Napier, defense got worse. Consistency of effort, the majority of the defense and the quarterback was poor. If a coach can't motivate his players to give 100%, you can't win. Lack of using the portal. Thought he got out coached in the majority of games. Adrian says he's the right guy five years too late. Could have been a recruiting monster five years ago. He's a good recruiter now, but not elite. With NIL, billionaire boosters, and other recent variables, I don't think he'll bring in the elite recruiting classes, top three, 
he'll need to win a championship. Being that he's not an offensive guru, but he wants to be the main OC and play caller, all indications are he'll never give those up. He won't be able to overcome his first issue stated above. And uh, Stevens says, I saw a horse was euthanized in an undercard race Saturday. A lot of heartbreak in horse racing these days. It's not been a good look for that sport at all. If you heard Dick Girardi on with me last week before the Preakness, I mean, the, the Kentucky Derby was a PR disaster. And there was a little bit more of that with the Preakness as well. It's uh, been kind of a tough row uh, for that sport. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, Steve, I had a kind of an NBA and college baseball uh, call cooked up for you, but your comments last segment, I want to go good some good SEC football and Florida football with you. Um, one thing on the Preakness, it was a great race. You know, with all the tragedy, the deaths around these, some of these horses, it was a fabulous neck, uh, neck race. Did you watch it? I did not. Okay, just thought I'd get that in there. Hey, uh, one other thing, Steve, before we get into a little Florida and SEC coaching, um, thought uh, you need, might need to consult Wikipedia. I thought exp- I'd explain to you what uh, Lane Kiffin has uh, accomplished in his coaching career. I don't need uh, I don't need to do that at all. I know what he's yeah, accomplished. Well, no, well, he, okay, here it is. Kiffin killed at FAU. He's already maxed out. Ole Miss won the Sugar Bowl. Got Ole Miss, I think, up to 11th in the country one year, which is a miracle. Um, ran into 35 scholarships down at USC, only one year at UT, had a winning record, 7-5. Fired. Pretty much, no, no, pretty much beat Alabama in the Fired. Mountain game. Pretty much beat Fired. Alabama in the main, Mountain Fired. game. Fired. 35 scholarships. Let go. Get We're down. done. Okay. Uh, if you're going to give me information, don't slant your information. Give me the information. My question, and I want anybody to answer it, including – that guy who can't is what's he won. If, if, if you're judging coaches, if you're judging Billy Napier by what he's won, why don't you judge him the same way? What's he won? I'm, I, if you listen to what I said, Mike, previously, which you didn't, is I said Kiffin's done a great job of making Ole Miss relevant because Ole Miss hasn't been relevant since Archie Manning. Okay, But I go back to my point. You won a Sugar Bowl. That's wonderful. Okay? Dan Mullen, if he, if he won a Sugar Bowl, would he still be here? Answer, no. So that's all I'm saying. And it, and it really is dependent upon where you are. I can understand why Ole Miss fans like Lane Kiffin because he's, he's a troller, he's great on social media, and he's made that school relevant. And that's great. But I'm going to go back to what rings he got. Are you wearing any hardware? Alabama. He wasn't the head coach there. That's all I'm saying. In the NFL, stop it. John says, Dabble was hired in 2009 as head coach at Clemson, won an NC in 2016. What has been firing coaches after three or four years since Meyer left? How many SEC national titles have they won? Dabo was very close to being fired. He's admitted that. And he was surprised, in fact, he wasn't fired at one point. Yes. I mean, sometimes the best decisions you make are the ones you don't make. It worked out that way. And I will also say this. 
Clemson has had pockets of success, much like Florida, right? Florida and Clemson kind of mirror each other in that way a little bit, don't they? Think about it. Florida had never won an SEC championship in football until the 1980s. Stop and think about that for a minute. And that was taken away. So Florida didn't win one until 1990, and we know what happened with that. So that's how irrelevant Florida was. They had some really good teams. I mean, those teams of Pell, 84, 85, was loaded with NFL talent. But we all know how it got there. Tommy says, UF softball pitching has been very ineffective, to say the least. High towers regressed. The pitcher's pre-delivery stance, in my opinion, is the problem. Delivery is characterized by a half-bended knee and a measured long pause. My concern with the delivery is that it makes it timing and rhythm predictable. And the low-bended knee mitigates leveraged momentum, speed, and accuracy. Might there be a coaching concern for UF pitchers? What's the track record for the pitching coach? The one guy who knows pitching, I think it's Tim Walton. He was a pitcher. Now, granted, baseball, but see, again, unless there's something behind the scenes that we don't know about, Tim Walton sees him every day, sees what he does with the pitchers every day. So if he has a concern about that, he's going to do one of three things. A, fire him. B, hey, coach, tweak this. Or C, get better pitchers. You're not going to have Montana Fouts every year in the circle. And Gator fans, again, got spoiled because of that long list of dominant pitchers, Stacy Nelson, Brombacher, you know, right on down the line. Maybe that starts again with the two pitchers coming in here, and if they succeed with the same pitching coach, then what? Then what's the problem? That's what coaches get paid big money for, is to decide, you know, what what to do. And maybe Tim will do that. Maybe Tim will look and say, I need to make a change. That happens all the time in sports. And look, if you want to make the case that since Jen Rocha left here to go to Oklahoma, that the pitching hasn't been the same, you could make that case. She was a terrific coach, but she also had some terrific pitchers to work with. I mean, if, if, if I'm the pitching coach and I got Sandy Koufax and Tom Seaver on my staff, guess what? I look pretty damn good. But I get it. Because there's got to be a scapegoat. There's got to be... And like I said, I think Tim Walton now goes back and decides... Don't you make a change? Those things happen in the sport. 
Uh, okay. You know, I, Seth, I'm having a hard time getting past the Kiffin call. I just am. Because I don't often, I love when people call here, but have a clue when you call. Have a clue. That was a clueless, clueless phone call. We can debate all day long. If, if, if Seth says to me, I think the best coach in college football is this person, and I say to Seth, I think the best college coach is why, we can debate that and have a great debate. But, again, if you listen to what I said about relevancy, never said the coach was bad. Never said. I just said, what has he won? That's all. That was my only question. And that question never got answered. Tomorrow, take a closer look at the SEC baseball tournament. And uh, maybe tomorrow we'll do the football nicknames. if we, And, and we'll d- delve a little more into the Napier question I posed here in the second hour. Because I think it's fascinating about, you know, where people see, you know, somebody and a program going and what it'll end up being. I've always thought that was a good exercise to go through, and we will do that tomorrow. Enjoy having Seth here. Enjoyed having you as part of the program every day. Appreciate it when you call in and talk sports. That's why we are here. Don't forget, Rays and Jays tonight at 6 o'clock. Same thing tomorrow night, too, as the AL East rivals will go at it. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF-Gainesville-U251-CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM.